0: bottom like a boss want to know more go to ronniewashburn.com now that's r-a-o-n-i washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Somebody once told me that nothing more than SPF 50 actually works any better than SPF 50. So, in other words, they were saying that SPF 100, for example, is bullshit, that you might as well just buy SPF 50. And my response to that is you must not be a ginger, because if you were, you would know that that is complete bullshit. is all is that if you listen along to this show, then really you already know that I consistently and regularly talk about myself doing that gay walk of shame. And what that means to actually be in that moment where you're waking up the next day rolling over and seeing that guy next to you not remembering interacting with him at all the night before, how you even got there, what happened last night, any of it, all of it, you have a headache, you are suddenly filled with shame and regret. And as you do that very gay walk of shame and recap the night in your mind and realize that you just made another fucking ridiculous mistake, then you start to realize that it's time to confront the one person that you feel Really just is responsible for that very gay walk of shame. That person that is 100% like influential in regards to many of those iconic and honestly just messy blackout nights of blur and all of it. The one friend that you always end up going out with and finding yourself doing that gay walk of shame the next day. None other than that friend. And his name is Kahoi. Now, you guys, I've talked about Cahoy a few times on the show. And honestly, the best way I could describe Cahoy is that he's Australian. And so what that means is he thinks that he can actually drink his fucking face off like every Australian. And you know how they have that reputation of actually being heavy drinkers. But the reality of it is, is that Khoi is actually physically Asian of descent. And so his body doesn't really process alcohol in the way that I think he thinks it does in his head. (laughs) And so that being said, he really just doesn't have an off button. And so whenever I go out with him, I don't really have an off button either because I try my very best to go round after round after round after round. And the next thing I know, I'm blacked out and Finding myself doing that gay walk of shame the next day and cussing him out in my mind. I mean, we all have that friend, right? <laughs> but the one thing that I actually do really love about going out with Kahoy is the fact that he is so fucking social. And for some reason, this bitch knows just about everyone in the city. So, in other words, him and I simply going out to a bar to get a drink by ourselves suddenly turns into meeting like 15, 16, 17, 18 different people and all these other guys and exchanging Instagrams and creating new friendships and all of it. I just loved it and ate it up. And and that's really honestly why I loved going out with Kahoy. But here's the thing, you guys. Kahoy has a type. He really likes his white boys. And so meeting all of these people, it really just was a who's who of like every other white boy that you would ever see walking down the Castro, and really just not my sexual cup of tea. I mean, I've talked about that shit so many times on this show in regards to myself being attracted to other guys. I really sort of veer away from white guys. In fact, I actually really like my meat well done. And honestly, the one type of guy that I stay away from the most are the ones that look like me, none other than The gingers. I mean, honestly, I really could do completely without. And if I went my entire life without ever seeing another ginger naked ever again, I'd be perfectly okay with that. Because after all, I think growing up and being teased and ridiculed mercilessly from kids on the playground because you have red hair and then, you know, just basically having to deal with that shit in therapy, like it really just looking at yourself in the mirror every day. I just don't really care for myself or what a guy looks like as a redhead sexually. It's really just not my cup of tea. So what happens when you wake up the next morning in someone else's bed after a fucking very messy night of drinking out with Kahoy at the gay bars and you realize that there's somebody next to you, you roll over and look into and your complete and total shock. You realize that not only is the guy that you had sex with last night a ginger, but he's even more pale, and his hair is even more orange than your own, and there's freckles covering his entire body, and you just cannot believe that you actually went home with another ginger. So sit back, relax, put on that condom, or pop your PrEP pill, and let's explore the entire notion of what it means to grow your entire life with that mindfuck of what it means to be a ginger. And then suddenly when you get into adulthood, you find out that all the guys that you're trying to hook up with and date tell you that gingers taste better. You're now listening to My Gay Exposé Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head, while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ community activist, self-proclaimed messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host popper Somalier, porn star fluffer fluffering training and local san francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid and this is my gay expose podcast ronnie washburn here and welcome back to the show that really just is the brightest and most translucent shade of orange that you've ever seen on a set of pubes in the podcast world, My Gay Exposé Podcast. And on this week's expose, we explore the entire notion of what it means to be a redheaded, fire-crotched ginger and all of the fucking bullshit and mindfuck and All the kids that made fun of me growing up and just growing in that mindset of understanding that you're completely different from everybody else and just not knowing why and how come they can tan and I can't and why do I have to buy SPF 100 and everybody else is like fucking, you know, doesn't even really need to use sunblock and wants to lay out in the sun and you just do absolutely everything in your power to stay away and stay out of the sun. (laughs) Oh, and all of just that fucked up mindset of all of it and everything that I've had to deal with, being made fun of as a kid, all the names I was called, and then sort of transitioning into a place that when you become an adult and you start to like hook up with guys and date gay men, then suddenly you hear them say that in their opinion, gingers taste better and how that just completely shifts your mind and suddenly you're desirable and because you're so rare, like it just fucking just flips the script on your brain and you just don't know how to take it. And really, we're just going to talk about all things gingers this week. Because listen, you guys, did you know that 2% of the world population are gingers? That's it, 2%. So for that reason, I don't really feel like any of you really know or understand what it means to grow with this Mental mind fuck of being a fucking ginger and dealing with all of that fucking bullshit. So, we'll just get into all of that shit this week. And are you sexually attracted to gingers? And why? That's the question that was asked this week to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners, on the Your Gay Expose segment. So, we'll collect some of those answers this week because I just really want to know what people think about us. <laughs> But first, before we actually go to the pharmacy and realize that we're going to a picnic and have to get some sunblock because you forgot to grab some, but they don't have SPF 100, they only have SPF 20. That's not gonna fucking cut it. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, you came for me and I felt like I needed to readdress, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, ugh, Jesus, I, what? Wow, I. <laughs> oh, God. What a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. All right, you guys. Ugh, this is so annoying, but check it out. <laughs> so, there's a real reason why in last week's expose, Friend zoned. I actually put a little disclaimer at the beginning of the episode so that all of you out there would know that these specific stories of all of these guys who actually friend zoned me was from my past <laughs> just you know it's so funny too cuz i went out of my way to actually put in the disclaimer just so all of you out there wouldn't flood me with like a shit ton of but i thought you were in a relationship but i thought you were getting married but i thought you had a partner but i thought you were engaged and yet even with the disclaimer I still got all of those inquiries. You guys, please just pay attention. It's funny, I almost didn't even put it in, but there's something that just like told me to put it in last minute, and so I did. But yet, still, all of y'all out there think that I'm out there fooling around on my current partner, and that is absolutely not the case. So, you know, here's the deal. You guys, I'm just going to do this show the way I know how. So from this moment moving forward, no more disclaimers. Just stop getting all up in my business. And, you know, this is my own fault because I did announce it on the show. And it does bring a certain element of all of you out there who are being nosy and want to know how things are going. And I get it. It's like, that's just kind of what we all do in our lives, right? But for fuck's sake, you guys, come on, pay fucking attention. (laughs) The recordings were all done pre relationship, just for the record. So now you know. So, you guys, listen, I just want to say I am having a blast recording with my straight brother, Ryan, on Blood is Thicker Than Alcohol. My second show, I am officially double dipping in the podcast world. And, you guys, it's so much fun, I'm having a blast, and I have to say, if you haven't listened yet, go over to Apple Podcasts, click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode A Blood is Thicker Than Alcohol, right when it drops. And I have to say, my brother and I have kind of been pre-recording because... June's a really busy month for me, and so I like to have several episodes in the bag just in case. And there is so much fun, fuckery, the, literally, this show could only be defined as the biggest gin-soaked train wreck that you have ever heard in your entire life, and you don't want to miss one moment of blood is thicker than alcohol. So look into it now, save it to your favorites, and follow along. Each week, as we drink our way through current topics of conversation in the news, pop culture, and real stories based on our actual lives from a gay and a straight perspective. And just for fuck's sake, listen along just to see how fucking drunk I get each week. Because, truth be told, we've recorded up to 10 episodes at this moment, and I'm always wasted at the end. And somehow, my brother, for whatever reason, Never is, and he drinks way more than I do throughout the episode. So just tune into that as soon as you get the opportunity. You guys, it is crunch time for me. I need all of you to help me out, please, please, please. Donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. Links in all of my bios. Links in every single one of my websites. Links in all the social media. Link in bios in the show notes. If you pretty much just. Google Ronnie Washburn, you can find a way to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. I'm trying to raise $3,500 for the most incredible organization that I am so proud to be involved with. And I need your help. I can't do it alone. Please. I need to reach my goal this year. Help me out and donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have a, hey, I'm about to drop my pants and my ass might reflect off the sun. So you might want to put your sunglasses on because I'm so fucking pale at this moment and I don't want to blind you. Themed undertone. First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners, are you sexually attracted to gingers? Why or why not? So let's get some of those responses now. Michael says, yes, I am. I think they're hot. There's just something exotic about redheads. Benjamin says, one of the things that I like most about white guys and maybe why I favor them sexually is that there's so many different types and varieties. So that being said, I love ginger. (laughs) Matthew says, yes, why not? Everyone is sexy. Oh, my God. That is such a fucking safe answer, you stupid (laughs) bitch. Love you, girl. (laughs) Alex says, yes. Why not? Casey says, gingers are my favorite. Sergio says, you know the answer to that question. (laughs) Oh, God, I plead the fifth. (laughs) He always fucking busts me out every single fucking time. Uh, But then he continues to explain. They have a different scent that drives me crazy. And it's funny how dark my cock looks when pumping inside one. (laughs) So, you know, just in case you guys wanted a graphic depiction of what it means to fuck a ginger, Sergio just gave it to you firsthand live on the show. (laughs) Go masturbate to that. Abraham says, yes. Not just because they're redheads, and I don't necessarily glorify whiteness, but because the ones that I have met have always been striking and dapper. (laughs) Jeffrey says, yes. I do like gingers. But I really think that it just is because that gingers are so few and far between that I think that's why they're just a little bit more enticing. My straight brother Ryan says as follows. Yes, beauty is beauty. I don't really have a type. All races, all hair colors. As long as you've got thick thighs, ass, and titties. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, I am so fucking glad that I'm not eating right now in this moment. Because I would be kind of sick. After this is the shit I get for sending this shit to my fucking brother. Uh, anyway, he continues. <laughs> but the deal breaker for me is personality. If you're a bitch or nothing is between your ears, you could be the hottest woman in the world and I ain't fucking with you. Michael number 2 says, "Yes, they are delicious." Lisa says, "Yes. I love red eyelashes." <laughs> Says yes, definitely, but I'm not really sure why. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Kevin says, <laughs> oh my god, "This is fucking bitch." <laughs> once again, <laughs> Kevin, once again, Kevin doesn't disappoint with this fucking answer. Oh my fucking god, I can't. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Kevin says as follows. If the dick is pink, then I'm in. <laughs> Daryl says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Okay, Daryl says as follows. If they are cute and are smart, then yes. If they also are a sub-cum-dump, then hell yes. (laughs) Oh, my fucking... Do you guys see the people that I surround my fucking self with? (laughs) Honestly, I love it, though. (laughs) So this is the part of the show where I I almost always consistently say, and as usual, all of these answers are just one big giant cluster of fuck really just all over the place, but you guys, this week, they're not. Actually, this is, I think, honestly, the very first time in the entire My Gay Expose podcast history that every single fucking answer I received, even if I didn't read it this week, were all unanimously yes. All of you are fully sexually attracted to me, <laughs> or at least I'd like to think so. But at any rate, if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at ExposingMyGay. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now, let's get my gay expose, and you'll get all the reasons why every single time I have sex with a guy or date a guy or whatever, they almost all unanimously say, just like you did this week— that gingers taste better all right you guys listen i wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor i need all of you right now in this moment to go over to apple podcasts and click five stars this helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify, too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. At the time of this Recording. There are currently 140 million gingers worldwide. And you guys, that makes 2% of the entire worldwide population. So, I mean, we are pretty fucking rare. And honestly, I do feel like that might have somewhat of a more significant impact on why people tend to be a little bit more intrigued by gingers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or at least so I think, I don't know. But you guys, listen, there are so many different things that I think that you guys just need to know in regards to what it means to be a ginger, what we've had to deal with, and all the things that we've gone through our entire lives and just and just really trying to help you understand what it truly means to fully be a ginger. So here's the thing, if you're gonna date a ginger, here are all the things that you should not ever ask us, like on a first date. Is your hair natural red? No. Don't fucking say that shit because yes, it is natural red. And if you think that it was like I would go out of my way to like create this moment where I'm going to dye my hair red this specific color, I'm here to tell you it is so hard to get that perfect dye job that is that red hair color that everybody like really kind of wants, especially like, you know, older, you know, middle-aged women who like have a smoking his problem and drink white Zinfandel (laughs) and have, like, a thick set of black roots. Like, women try to, like, dye their hair red all the time and they just never quite make it. I mean, how many different times have you seen them walking around with, like, a maroon or, like, a purple E, like, red E type vibe and feel and moment? And you just know that they tried so hard to get that redhead look and they just missed the mark completely and entirely no, I am a complete and total redhead. That's the way it is. I wouldn't choose to have this hair color. So yes, therefore, it is natural. Another thing that you should never ask a ginger on a first date is like, I heard you guys are going extinct. Is that true? You know, whether we are or not, I don't really know. I mean, the the fact that we are just 2% of the entire population, I don't really know if that means we are going extinct, but we are pretty fucking rare And I'll be honest, I have, I don't see redheads on a regular basis. Like I, uh, trust me, if there's anybody in this world that notices another redhead, it's me. Because I fucking look at my shit in the mirror every single fucking day and have for my whole life. And so it's just been one of those things that you just have to deal with. And so we definitely absolutely fucking notice when other people have red hair. And I like look at them and think, oh... Did did you have to go through all the same bullshit that I did too? (laughs) Another thing you should never ask a redhead if you ever go on a first date is that, hey, so I'm guessing you're like 100% Irish. Is that right? No. Just because we have red hair does not mean that we're Irish. You guys, this is something that I has been thrown my way like my entire life. I'm not Irish. What's really funny is that my family is like English of descent and very... Very English, almost to a place where, I don't know if you know this, but like the Irish and the English don't really like each other. So if you tell an English person that you think they're Irish, they kind of get offended. And so that's sort of been the way that I was brought up in my entire journey. It has really been dodging those Irish comments left and right. It's like, no, I'm not fucking Irish. Just because I'm a redhead does not mean that I'm Irish. There are like so many different redheads throughout the entire continent of Europe, you guys. It's not even fucking funny. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're fucking Irish. That's a crazy stereotype that I just really would wish would completely go away. But also something that you should know, too, is that we as being redheads, we're kind of cursed with the idea and the notion that you just can't wear like on your clothing every single color. From the rainbow that doesn't doesn 't really work that way, because we are so pale and we just get washed out by certain colors, so we really can't wear like yellows, reds, and oranges because those just completely like wash us out in a way that we, we just doesn't look good, it doesn't look right, and Deborah messing got this so fucking wrong every single time she put on something on will and grace throughout the entire fucking eight year stretch like clearly she was not a natural redhead because she just could not get that shit together like how many times she wore yellow how many times she wore orange how many times she wore red no redheads cannot wear those colors and if you're a true redhead you fully understand this and know that those are the colors that you just completely stay away from So I've been called every single fucking name under the sun that you could possibly think of in regards to kids poking fun at the idea and the notion that I was different than them, that I was a redhead. You know, aside from all the gay comments that kids constantly threw my way growing up, like, I was called redheaded orangutan. I was called Ronald McDonald. I was called copper top. And the one that, like, I think kind of stung the worst as a kid was that redheaded stepchild with the underlying tone of just that idea that you're completely fucking an outcast and different. And that is like literally how that comment always felt. Funny enough, I was a stepchild. So I really was a redheaded stepchild, but like it just, it didn't make any of it right. And you know, looking back at that as an adult, I don't give a fuck about any of those comments that the kids threw my way. But when you're a little kid and you don't understand why all of those kids are just like picking on you relentlessly for being a little bit different than them, you start to take that into your like insecurities and you just sort of carry them through your entire adult life. But some of the things that we've also had to come to terms with is not understanding why, like we just don't tan. So you guys, listen, here's the thing. I have two color shades on my skin tone, pale fucking white, Like paper white, like the beyond pale. Like you take pale, it's like three shades even more pale than the actual what you would consider to be pale. And just fucking lobster red from a sunburn. I don't there's no in between, we don't tan like I you know how like people they go out in the sun or they go to Hawaii on vacation or some shit like that, and they come back like just this bronze, dark brown and just like so beautiful and gorgeous and and you just you look at them with envy and you just under don't understand why that's something that you can't do. It's just a struggle that I've always not quite fully been able to put my mind around or grasp like why can I not tan? why does my skin? not go from even sunburnt to like transition into tan like most people? Why does it literally just go from the palest of whites to lobster red? And then once the sunburn fades away, it just goes right back to that fucking pale white. Why? And speaking of pale white, I can't tell you how many times I've like been out with friends like in high school or in my 20s and shit and like you know we go out for a day at the beach and you take your shirt off because everybody's getting into the water and then they're just like making fun of you again because they're like oh my god oh shit hold on let me put my sunglasses on because you're blinding me because you the sun's reflecting off your fucking pale ass skin and you know it's just one of those fucking things that you just have to understand you're just always going to be that fucking porcelain pale white and that's just fact. But what ends up happening is as you start to grow into your like teens and 20s, what I learned was that suddenly, when kids were mocking me my entire life for being a redhead, now I'm kind of going into this transitional phase where the 48-year-old woman that works at a coffee shop and has a chain-smoking problem, drinks white Zinfandel and lives in a trailer park... It just starts to compliment me on my red hair and how much they love it. And then you start to, like, take that compliment and you really just don't know what to do with it because you've been made fun of your entire fucking life. And then suddenly you start to see this trend in fashion where all of these runway models are doing that pale white porcelain-esque look, feel, vibe, and moment. And redheads suddenly become, like, the centerpiece of, like, beauty and modeling and just that look that everybody's trying to get. And then you just begin to not understand why that one thing that like really fucked you up in the head growing up as a kid now has become this desired thing of beauty. And let's not even talk about like temperatures. I do fervently feel that being a ginger and being super pale contributes to the fact that I am the most fucking cold blooded individual that I have ever met in my life. Like I'm consistently cold on a regular basis to a place where I can almost guaranteed my feet are almost always fucking cold. Like I'm always on that constant quest to figure out how to keep my feet fucking warm. (laughs) Every boyfriend that I've ever been in a long-term relationship with always runs warm. So I always find myself in bed, like snuggling up next to them because I'm always so fucking cold. And then they're like, uh, get off me. I'm so hot. I'm sweating. And I'm like, but I'm freezing. And it just makes me wonder if because I am so pale that that's the reasons why. I really honestly, I don't know if that's scientific fact or not, but I really do feel that is a key contributing factor to me just constantly always being cold. But the one of the perks about being a redhead is that as we age and as we get older, we don't gray like most everyone else does. We actually do this thing that's called Uh, we mouse. So that's what my grandmother calls it. I don't really know if that's the official term for it or not, but it's called mousing. So basically what that means is instead of turning gray, you actually turn like a blonde. Like my great grandmother on like her deathbed in her last moments, she had like the most desirable, like dye job looking blonde that you could ever possibly want in your life. That's how she went out of this world is with like a blonde head of hair. And I am that, like, generational, like, my great-grandmother had red hair. My grandmother had red hair. My mom had red hair. I have red hair. My brother doesn't have red hair, but he has red hair in his beard. So it's just, it's one of those things that I feel is very genetic, very, very much that thing that you're fucking cursed with your entire life. That is until you become an adult, come out of the closet, you're super gay, and realize that once you start hooking up with gay men and start dating men, you have become the prettiest girl at the prom. Out of nowhere, after years and years of trying to hurdle over those insecurities and all of the name-calling and all the things that you're trying so very hard to, like, put your mind towards a positive spin on that thing that you've been cursed with in your life, now is the one thing that guys want you more for because you're a ginger. And what the fuck? But here's the thing. I have been... Fetish-sized by guys on a regular basis by, like, every single fucking walk of life and type that you could ever fucking possibly imagine. They all want me, mostly because I'm a ginger. Whether it be, like, a grinder hookup or whether it actually be, like, guys trying to pursue me for, like, dating or some kind of a relationship-type situation, being ginger is like such a desirable thing. I'm learning in the gay community. It's so crazy because that one thing that actually fucked me up and was one of my biggest insecurities of all time for most of my life growing up, suddenly just switches into this fucking thing that every guy wants. I I just, I didn't understand. You know, I kind of feel like one of the things is kind of like what Sergio was saying this week in the Your Gay Expose segment, where he says that like they just have a different scent, like gingers have a different scent. I do sort of feel like that's a real fucking thing. Like I do, that's not the first time I've heard that. Not... Sergio was not the first person to say that to me or the fact that he said that this week in the segment. I've heard that multiple times in the past. And I really don't have any basis of comparison because, you know, in the opening story, I talked about the first time I slept with the ginger and even though I've slept with multiple gingers since, most notably in the little social experiment that I did in one of my previous exposés for the show entitled the Four Ginger Social Experiment or Sex with Four Ginger, whatever the fuck it was. Just go back into the archives of the show and listen to that exposé. I, because I am a ginger and because I look at myself in the mirror every fucking day and because I've dealt with all of these insecurities my entire life, being a fucking ginger and now kind of coming into this new phase of my life where for the first time people want me because I'm a fucking ginger. And now I'm faced with the notion that I'm just not sexually attracted to gingers. Like if you were to ask me that question in the Your Gay Expose segment this week, I would say no. And I would say no because I am a ginger. And I think because of dealing with all of that like fucking mental struggle my entire life, I think subconsciously, I've programmed myself to veer a little more towards liking my meat well done. Like, I think that's honestly the only reason why I'm sexually attracted to like everything else but white guys is because I am just constantly looking at myself in the mirror and dealing with all of those past struggles, all of those past insecurities. And so, for that reason, I just don't like gingers sexually. So I did a social experiment in that expose where I basically like sought out like four different guys on Grindr specifically that were ginger and slept with them just to combat some guy's comment where he like sent me a DM telling me that I had made some comment on one of my past episodes about how I wasn't into ginger guys. And he was trying to convince me all the reasons why I should be into gingers and how ginger on ginger action is so hot and blah, 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 et cetera. And I was like, okay, well, if that's what you think, then I'm willing to put that to the test. And so in the sex with four gingers social experiment episode, I did just that. And you guys, the outcome was I'm still not into it. I mean, yes, I like dick. Yes, I like men. And yes, I like guys from pretty much every fucking color spectrum you could possibly imagine. And I will sleep with white guys. Yeah, I I will even sleep with gingers if they're attractive. But like, I am not actively seeking out ginger men because I can't do it. I've been programmed in my mind to just veer away from gingers. And will I ever change my mind? Probably not. But that's just the fucking shit that I'm dealing with in my life. And you guys, listen, if you haven't checked it out yet, you probably already know that one of the top selling pieces on the bossy power bottom wear line just so happens to be the Ginger's Taste Better piece. Which is why I created this, the name for this expose after that in a place where I just realized that because it is selling so fucking well... And actually that blows my mind because like the only reason why I created that piece in the first place was just because it is such a huge part of like who I am as a person. Like the ginger aspect of my life is just such a big part of me that I felt it was necessary, but I had no fucking clue that it would be one of the top selling pieces in the entire fucking collection. And if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, what the fuck are you waiting for? Go to RonnieWashburn.com. That's R A O and i washburn.com and check out bossy power bottom wear like do it right now like literally right now like go in your phone type it in right now like while you're listening to the rest of this week's exposé just fucking check out every single piece which includes the ginger's taste better like co- like product collection whatever the fuck it is <laughs> like shirt hoodie all of it just buy it it's it's all there just get it bossy power bottom where <laughs> had to get my fucking shameless plug in regardless of how messy it is I still had to do it <laughs> so that's it guys like listen you don't know what it's like to be a ginger you don't know what it's like to deal with like having no melanin in your skin you don't know what it's like to be ridiculed mercilessly for having red hair you really don't know what it's like to deal with the fact that you can't go more than 45 minutes without applying another layer of sunblock on. You just don't know what it's like to have to deal with all of the freckles, all of it. It's just, it's just such a mindfuck in itself. But you guys, now that I'm in a moment where I am being like sought out by guys just because I am a ginger, the one thing I will say that just blows my mind each and every time I drop my pants in any sort of sexual situation with any guy is when they see my pubes. Now, listen, I want to preface this by saying, I have seen my fucking pubes, my red, fire-crotched pubes, my entire life. So for me, it's just fucking normal. But every time I drop my pants, guys get these big-ass eyes and are like, oh, my God. And they just cannot believe that my pubes are that fire-orange-red. They Like, they don't understand. And they just marvel and they revel and they stare and they're just into it and I I do honestly feel like that's actually one of the aspects as to why gingers are fully fetishized because guys just don't really understand why my pubes aren't brown or black like everybody else's they're just fucking a fire crotch red so there's that so the next time you sleep with a ginger take a look at his pubes and tell me what you think so what do we learn today, boys and girls? Ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender, and questioning? Well, I'd like to think that we learned a whole hell of a lot, or at least now all of you know what the struggle is that all of us gingers had to go through, and you're never really going to actually know what it's like to be super pale, to never get a suntan, to be mocked relentlessly as a kid to a place where it sort of shows up in your adulthood and it, you never can quite shake that insecurity of what it means to be different than everybody else and then you also learn that when you get older and you start hooking up with guys and dating guys you somehow figure out that that insecurity that you once were so ashamed of as a kid suddenly becomes every gay man's fetish in the San Francisco Community, and what the fuck do you do with that? <laughs> but I really just want to hear from all of you hot jog tops and bossy power bottoms out there. What the fuck do you think? Do you feel my pain in regards to what it means to be a ginger? And are you sexually attracted to gingers? Give me a call at the official My Gay Expose Podcast Hotline at 415 one zero4. Zero one. That's 415 501 Call in, leave a message, and tell me all about it. Oh God. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars. Follow on Spotify. And don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Exposé Podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, threads, and Positive Plus One all oh, at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, MyGayExposéPodcast.com. And there you'll find any information that you need to know about the show, including the official show question of the week for the Your Gay Exposé segment each and every week. And don't forget to check out the official show merch line bossy power bottom at ronniewashburn.com that's r-a-o-n-i washburn.com and pick your next piece for your upcoming gay and or pride related event you guys pride month is just around the corner get your shit now you know you want to or at any rate just pick through the catalog and tell me what you think and get that piece that you you simply just want to wear to the gym to ensure that that hot chock top fucks you in the showers. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will uh, take off my shirt and realize that the sun's out, and I am going to get sunburned in exactly... 15 minutes and 43 seconds without sunblock with all of you next time. This week's expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.